Hey, it's the Mark Butler Show, episode 55, coming back after a very short, very reasonable summer break. Okay, the truth is it wasn't a planned summer break. I've just been flaking. Uh, The other day, my client Katrina texted me. She said, hey, why haven't you posted a podcast episode since June 9th? And I said, well, I'm having a little bit of an identity crisis. And she said, that's an absolute BS excuse. Get back on it. And she's right. It's a BS excuse. I am having a little bit of an identity crisis, but it's not a reason to not show up to my podcast every week, so I'm back. But overall, things have been great in the last couple of months. I'm loving my business. The truth is, if you go back to the very beginning of this podcast, you'll find that I started it under the premise that um, I wanted to launch this new course, and I wanted this course to be kind of the new trajectory, the new direction for my business, But if I go back to that, I have to admit that the reality was I had serious grasses greener syndrome going on at the time. And I thought for sure that if I launched a course that everything would be grand and easy and wonderful. And and that can be true. You can launch courses and have everything be grand and easy and wonderful. Well, not easy. It's never easy, but it's always fun. But the reality is I hadn't even come close to maxing out or really exploring how far my current business model can take me. And I've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes, but today more than ever, I am excited about my CFO service. I'm excited about the direction I can take it as a brand. That may mean rebooting this whole podcast. So in the next few weeks or a couple of months, I don't know, you might, you might show up to this podcast feed and find that I've deleted all the old episodes and I've started fresh or not. Who knows? But in the meantime, I'm, I'm back after my several-week hiatus from this podcast, and what has happened in the last few weeks is that the, the very small team that I'd hired is now working, and it is the greatest thing ever, and also I'm feeling very, very uncomfortable. So what happened is a few months ago, I started to put the word out that I was looking to hire some new budget management uh, assistance, people to help me with the data entry in my business, people to help keep my clients' financials current and accurate, partly because I know I need to get out of the busy work, partly because I've been intrigued over the last few months about the idea of updating my clients' finances five days a week or almost five days a week. I've been doing some business planning and thinking long-term about what might be an interesting hook for my business and... uh, I floated the idea to my friend, uh, Jesse, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about committing to daily bookkeeping for my clients. And he said, I think it's a strong hook. Uh, he said, I think, you know, speaking for myself, he, he runs a company that would be an amazing client for me. He said, I like the idea that somebody would update my finances every day. Now, that alone is not, I don't think it's a feature that's going to make or break my business, but there are a lot of benefits to this, this idea of daily bookkeeping. One is that it will be more accurate because we'll be looking at it more often. Another one is that I can then tell my clients that they should go look at their finances more often to check in on the the state of things today. And I'm excited about that. But if I were to try to do that by myself, or if I were even to try to do that with one assistant or two assistants, unless those people were able to give me a lot of hours every week, it would be tough. So a few months ago, I put out the word that I was trying to hire a new assistant, maybe two, and I ended up hiring three. I added those three 
to the two I already had. So now I have a total of five people helping me out in my business. Now, at some point in the past on this podcast, you heard me say something about how I don't want to grow a team. And it turns out I was wrong. I do want to grow a team. And it's fantastic. Here's the thing. None of my team works very many hours. They probably are working a couple hours per week each. And a couple of them have really taken to the work and they're doing an amazing job and I can see them growing in the work. I can see them growing into different roles in the business. But the result today is that I have now given away to my team all of the work that would be busy work for me. The data entry, the bookkeeping, the updates, all of that is now off my my plate. And you'd think that's the greatest thing ever. And I know that it is. And I'm feeling really freaked out and anxious and uh, up in the air about it. Not up in the air about it like I'm not sure I should have done it or that I'm thrilled that it's happening. I'm thrilled that it's happening. What's freaking me out is I, I have had to admit to myself that I've been hiding in the busy work. So it was either Thursday or Friday morning this week. I sat down on my computer I reviewed some of my team's work to see that they're doing it accurately because I've been trying to really be proactive about giving them feedback and bring them along training-wise. And I very quickly realized that all of the bookkeeping work, all of the busy work was now handled by other people. And I had to sit here and stare at my computer monitor and admit to myself that I could not spend the day or at least the next couple of hours doing busy work. And I was going to have to deal with that. And I immediately felt this wave of anxiety of, now what am I going to do? Now, that's not a bad feeling to me. I kind of love that anxiety because it's, it's telling me, oh, now you get to point yourself in a direction that's much more productive. It's better for your clients because you're more creative. You're more, you have more mental space. Uh, it's better for you because you can actually think about the business instead of thinking about the busy work. But I just think it's fascinating that this is a very sneaky, uh, sneaky issue in my business and in my life, which is almost no one or the vast majority of people, except for my CEO friends and my and my strategic thinking clients would look at me. And when I say, if they were to ask me, well, how do you spend your days? And, And I say in a very fancy and official way, well, you know, I spend my days supporting my clients, keeping an eye on their financials, you know doing the work. Many, many people out there would say, wow, you're, that's, you're productive. You're busy. You're productive. You're doing a great job for your clients. My most strategic clients and the ones who are most willing to call me out on my nonsense and my friends who do the same thing would say, what do you mean you're supporting your clients on a daily, what, what do you need to do for your clients on a daily basis? And then I'd say, well, I update their financials. You know, I really got to keep an eye on things. And they would say, you do? Are you sure you have to keep an eye on things? And then I would have to admit this uncomfortable truth. I don't have to keep an eye on things very often. If I were to check in on most of my clients' finances somewhere between weekly, twice a month, or monthly, I would be giving them a great service. And if I show up to our monthly call ready to give them great energy and focus, uh, totally up to speed on what's going on in their numbers, and I give them the next hour and I'm, I'm creative and I'm supportive and I'm listening to them and talking through their issues with them, I've given them an amazing service that is worth the money they're paying me. 
So if I'm digging into their mess, not their mess, they don't have mess. If I'm digging into their numbers in between those calls a bunch of times, shuffling paper, you might call it, that has nothing to do with the value that I give my clients. It's just me passing the time and busy work. Well, now I've at least decided I'm not going to do that anymore. It's just fascinating to watch my own brain kind of freak out now that I don't have that busy work to do. And on the one hand, my brain is freaking out. And on the other hand, I'm loving it. You may find yourself in a similar position. There may be parts of your business, parts of your day where you have habits and those habits have historically felt productive because they've kept you busy. It might be like me, it might be in in tasks and in, in habits that lots of people would compliment you for, especially if you dress up these tasks and habits by saying things like, well, I, I'm so committed to the quality of my work that I spend a lot of time in research. I read. I read books upon books about my subject matter. Uh, I practice my craft. I, whatever it might be. And the reason it's so sneaky is there might be an element of truth to it. There might be some amount of practice and some amount of research that really do benefit your clients and help you to give better service. But... The, the, the way you can tell that you're indulging in busy work and dressing it up to make it sound fancy and important is that if you really review your, how you're using your time, if you're using those activities to procrastinate, then it's proof to procrastinate other important work, then it's proof that those are not productive activities in the amount of time that you're giving them. In other words, if I were to offer you a list of possible activities, one of them being research, one of them being reading, one being, uh, for me, bookkeeping, for you, who knows what it might be. But then if I also give you uh, marketing activities and you say, well, I haven't had a lot of time for those marketing activities because I've just really been neck deep in research or I've really been just up to my eyeballs in content creation. And that's a really sneaky one because you'd say, well, content creation, that's probably marketing. Or content creation, that's probably making a new product. That's productive. Yes, unless it isn't. Because if I offer you a list of potential ways to spend your week, your day, your hour, and you pick the one that's easiest, most comfortable, least scary, and you do that on a consistent basis then we know that you're procrastinating the work that's most important because you're never finding yourself really freaked out by the work that you're supposed to be doing right now. So for me, over the past couple of years, every time I sit down to do bookkeeping, and I know that, yes, bookkeeping is important, it's got to be done right, it's got to be done often, I know that it's work that I could pay somebody 10 or $20 an hour to do, but I'm choosing to do it. And the reason I'm choosing to do it is because I don't like the idea, or I haven't liked the idea until now, of having to stare at my computer monitor and say, what matters right now? What would have the biggest impact right now? That's how I'm going to spend my time. You might be like me. You might have a track record of diving into busy work to avoid doing scary work. I can tell you now as I'm transitioning out of busy work and into scary work. It is scary. It's uncomfortable, but it's also exhilarating. And as I make the transition, I'm finding myself more confident, 
more optimistic about much bigger income goals. Because I've known all along that a person who refuses to get out of busy work is a person who can't achieve the big income goals. Because I know it sounds obvious, but stick with me here. If you're doing $20 per hour work, you are not doing $1,000 per hour work. I know, revolutionary, but it's a fact. So one step toward doing $1,000 per hour work is stop doing $20 per hour work. And while we're, while we're on the subject, stopping the $20 per hour work might not even mean giving it to someone else. Before you give the $20 per hour work to somebody else, make sure it should even be happening at all. Maybe you just stop doing the $20 per hour work and no one cares. Your clients don't notice. Nothing bad happens. It's just a task you've been using to procrastinate other more important work, and you don't need to be doing it in the first place. Now, if you do need to be doing it, if it does add real value to your business, give it to somebody else. They, I can tell you now from experience, they will be thrilled. And they should be thrilled. The people I've hired to do my bookkeeping work, They've messaged me multiple times. This is so much fun. And I do kind of agree with them. I think it's fun too. This is fun. I love this work. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm loving it. So they're loving it. They're getting paid an amount that they're excited about. They're doing work that they're excited about. I am now, and what's ironic is they, in that moment, they're doing work that's very productive for them. They're not procrastinating either. Now, do I think that they could be doing work that is a little scarier for them and gives them you know, more growth? Yes, and hopefully I'm able to participate in that with them. But in the meantime, as they're getting started with this, they are feeling productive, they're learning, they're stretching, they're getting paid. I am now freed up to do the work that will stretch me, help me to get paid, help me to grow. All of this happens because I stop using an activity to procrastinate and I open myself to being able to do higher value stuff. In my case, by the way, that will mean lots of additional discomfort. In the past 10 days, I've had an interior designer in this office, and I'm paying her to tell me how to make this office look like the office of someone who makes a million dollars a year. I will be spending a lot of money on that process. That's uncomfortable for me. Ironically, not because I have a hard time spending money, but because I have a hard time spending money on myself or on my stuff. So I'm working on that discomfort and enjoying the discomfort. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? I, will, I just texted a photographer and said, hey, I need to have some pictures taken for my business. Can I get a consult? She's coming over on Monday. That is going to be great. And it's making me very uncomfortable. After I have the photography, it'll be time to talk to a web designer. I'm rebranding. I need to work with you to take this photography, create a brand around it. Very uncomfortable, all of it. I called my parents. I want, I want to grow my business. I want to have capital. And I've got some capital, but I want to continue to be uncomfortable. So I called my parents, who have talked to me before and said, hey, if you ever want to you know, borrow some money. If you ever want to take some investment, let us know because we have some cash in the bank and we participate. I called my parents and said, let's talk about this. And so they're going to, they're going to loan me a bunch of money and I'm going to put it in the bank. I don't necessarily even need it right now, but I'm borrowing it. I'm going to put it in the bank. 
I'm going to use some of it for all this redesigning of everything, photography. I'm going to use it. It's all part of getting uncomfortable and recognizing that the way I've always done things probably doesn't get me where I want to go. It gets me where I am, but not where I want to go. So that's where I am. It started with this idea of I'm going to get myself out of this busy work. From there, it progressed to having some of my clients push me to do some very, uh, make some uncomfortable changes in my business. I'll be talking to you about those probably in the weeks and months to come. But all of it with the idea that once you know you have value to offer, once you have found that elusive fit between you and your client, once you have it, you'll be able to take it a certain, to a certain level of success inside your comfort zone. You will. Once you get to that level of success, though, the next level is, is definitely outside your comfort zone. Well, it's outside mine anyway. Maybe not yours, but it's outside mine. And the point of getting outside the comfort zone really is not the additional money. I've never quite been able to get myself very excited about money. I'm working, about, I'm working on that, though. I like the idea of being excited about money. But for me, what I'm excited about is not feeling stagnant. It's not feeling... Uh, like I'm not growing. All of the stuff I'm doing right now is uncomfortable, and I know that growth comes in discomfort. So maybe you'll join me. Get uncomfortable. Figure out those aspects of your business, those, those activities in your business that you're using to hide from discomfort. Either quit them completely or outsource them to someone else, and then leave yourself blank space to do really uncomfortable things. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next weekend.